Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice, how you doing? I'm good. Happy Blue Monday. What is Blue Monday? It's the most miserable day of the year. <gasps> um, it's the third Monday in January, and I think it started in the UK. But it's not. It's like one of those made-up days. We've talked about this before, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, you, you, <laughs> you are reminding me. All right. Okay, but why is it always the third Monday is Martin Luther King Day? Always. Yeah, but it's, it started in the UK, so you know they oh, don't have, they don't have that there. there. Yeah. Blue Monday. Is there mm-hmm. any scientific evidence as to why? No, I think it's just one of those things. Like it started with um, a British TV network. They kind of um, they said they did like they consulted like psychiatrists, psychologists, mm-hmm. and somehow came up with this one day of the year that is supposed to be the saddest, most miserable day of the year. But it's kind of like one of those um, made up things. I feel it was your day. Yeah. Sunday? Um. No, because I don't. You know, I don't believe in like those made-up days like the only days i believe in are taco tuesday and thirsty thursday but but no my day was good how how you been i've been good i mean i didn't have a particularly blue day you know um generally i'm a pretty melancholy person but as of late i've been just doing pretty good i'm i'm all right i'm having more like a yellow um yeah jaundice (laughs) I don't got jaundice. Um, you know, I am high yellow because it's the height of winter and I need a tan desperately. But um, no, I'm just like hopeful and happy and content and I'm doing okay. Okay. How'd you spend your weekend? Oh my gosh, attached to the TV because there's nothing else to do in, yeah, in the panorama. Uh, it's been a slow week, I think. A slow week? Yeah, and weekend. <laughs> Yeah, the weekend was kind of slow. Uh, did some home workouts with my boyfriend. We did watch that show that you watch on Amazon. We watched the entire series this weekend. Which one? The Boys. Who? The Boys. Oh, did you watch both seasons? Watched both seasons. Oh, so my like, God. That basically was the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, that Ridiculous. show, bizarre. Bizarre. Um, um, there was one particular scene, because, okay, if anyone doesn't know, it's about, like, these superheroes, but the superheroes are kind of corrupt, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, this compound that gives them their powers, mm-hmm. and um, they're all really corrupt and, like, backstabbing and getting at one another, but it's actually pretty interesting, and it, to me, it was a, a bigger allegory for, like, America selling propaganda right. and a mm-hmm. lie. So it's actually yeah. if you watch it, it's like levels. There is a deeper story to it. Yeah. But if you're just if you're just kind of dumb or if it's just over your head, it has enough spectacle that it's also entertaining. But the show is so not politically correct. It pushes so many um, buttons. And I was watching an episode of season two. <laughs> um, like we're watching adult videos. <laughs> And the one oh, yeah. girl was like, put them all in me. <laughs> My boyfriend and I busted out laughing. It was probably the hardest I'd laughed in a long time. Because we were like, this is so realistic to actual game. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's based on a, um, like a comic book series. And the mm-hmm. comics are way worse. Oh, my God. the TV show, like, way How? worse. 
Uh, it's a it's a lot darker, and they can get they get very graphic, and um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the characters are like a straight up ripoff of X Men. Like, well, no, they're all like a come on, kind of anal- they're all analogous to like DC and Marvel characters, right? But like Homelander is clearly Superman, Maeve mm-hmm. is clearly Wonder Woman, Stormfront is Storm, uh, Starlight is Jubilee. It's like, girl. Well, I guess Homelander's a cross between Superman and Cyclops, but. I mean, it's just it's it's a it was an interesting show. It's very different for me, but I must say I tried something new. I went outside my comfort zone and I enjoyed the show. Good. I'm glad you stayed home as well. <laughs> stayed inside. My house all weekend. Cooked a lot. That was good. So yeah. That was it. How was your weekend? It was okay, like um really quiet. Went for a couple walks. And, um, you know, did my social distance thing. But really, we just spent the weekend, like, deep cleaning the house because, you know, don't want to go into the new administration with a dirty house. <laughs> Not the new administration. <laughs> you know, Black people, we can't go I'll into go a new, into into a new anything <laughs> with a dirty house. So, so yeah, we just uh, cleaned the house. And that's pretty much it. I finished... Um, my show Monarca on Netflix. Oh gosh, my mother loves that show, but I just can't with those lips. Whose lips? The the actors. The, the, it just doesn't match up. She said it's not that bad, but I can't. I tried. Oh, because it's originally in Spanish, and then they dub it with English. Right. But yeah, no, can't do it. But no, it's good. It's good drama. Like once you. Don't pay attention to the lips. <laughs> mm-hmm. The lips not matching the 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 um <laughs> the words. But you know, it's it's a good story. It's like a deep family drama. It's it puts you in the mind of like Queen Sugar or Succession on HBO. Um mm-hmm. so it's like one of those family like corporations who right. like ha- are all corrupt and they have these, you know, they're competing interests. It's like Young and the Restless, mm. Nick, <laughs> Victor Newman, and all his kids. But yeah, it's good. It's good. Monarch. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. So what are you drinking this week, Maurice? So this week in my Bartesian. Yes, Bartesian putting in Chronicle. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, I love, I love this thing. It's the best gift ever. So this week I have an aviation which is a gin-based cocktail, which, you know, I'm getting into because this is really helping me, like, expand my palate. Great. And, yeah, so it's a gin-based cocktail. It has uh, maraschino cherry liqueur. It has uh, some lemon juice and creme de violette, which I have never had before in a drink. It's but it gives you, like, violet. a violet. It's, uh, like, violet. violet. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, like purple. It's, and it gives it like this kind of interesting purple color. It looks like great mm-hmm. Kool-Aid. And um, yeah, it's good. It's like, gives you like cherry, gives you lemon. It has this really interesting, like kind of floral back notes. And it's gin-based, which, you know, I usually don't like, but it's really, really good. It's probably yeah. my second favorite. That's nice. I mean, gin's so always good because the juniper berries, you know, give it that herbaceousness and that floral notes. 
Yeah, but it's really good. I have to try one. And aviation. Yeah. Aviation. Nice, nice, nice. What about you? What do you got this week? Um, I'm actually drinking a gift that you got me for Christmas. You gifted me with um this I guess like cocktail delivery service called Cocktail Courier. Mm-hmm. So you go on, you can select the drink you want, and they like put all of the alcohol, all the mixers and everything, and they package it up and send it to your doorstep. Now, I'm not going to hold it against them because the USPS is running hella slow, and that's not their fault. <laughs> but, um, the drink is really good. I have a gin drink, so it's Bombay Sapphire with um, grapefruit juice, tonic water, and then really makes the drink. It gives it some complexity. It's like honey, simple syrup. It's really, really tasty. It's called mm-hmm. a better plate. And they, they call this drink a better place. You know, because it's okay. 2021. Yeah. And we're about to be in a better place in this country. And, you know, I'm just trying to drink it all in. Sip it in. Yeah. So it's interesting that you mentioned that you finally got it. But the uh-huh. so the cocktail courier is like this. Think of it like a subscription box service. Um, and they have a selection of different cocktails and I gifted several of my friends uh-huh. <laughs> for Christmas. And so I was thinking, Oh, it's going to be cute. You know, you can get your, <laughs> you can pick out what drink you want and you know, you get everything that comes, you know, to make the drink. And they even put like fresh fruit in the yeah. box. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so cute. Like all my friends are going to love it. And so I, I, and then, um, you know, I check all the requirements online cause you know, some States are different. So it turns out you were the only one who actually got the alcohol wow. in their box because like my friends in um, North Carolina didn't get it. Maryland, they were like, oh, you can't, no, you can only um, get the, the mixes, not the, not the actual alcohol. I was like, wait, what? Right. That's cool. I want a yeah. refund. Yeah, if I were you, I'd be feeling salty because, I mean, even for me, like, this drink is pretty good. Um, All the stuff, like, the mixes weren't, in, at least this particular drink, weren't too crazy. We were all things that you could probably get at the grocery store. But, mm-hmm. like, for your other friends, I'm like, damn, they really just pay for, you know, mixes. But some of the mixes are good. Like, this one has, like, candy and ginger. Mm-hmm. So it has certain little... Um, yeah, it's, like, proprietary, things. like, little mixes. But right, it kind of right. kills it when you got to, like get your own stuff and add to it okay right but it's the thought that counts it's the thought that counts exactly i'm enjoying my drink it was nice you know i actually could come i could come with a real cocktail this week because it just landed it on my doorstep and i didn't have to think about it <laughs> i still you know didn't have to go to the liquor store just follow the directions and it's good because i love me a good gin drink nice mm-hmm. glad you like it thanks girl Let's get into these categories for the week. Um, let's just hop to it. Category <laughs> is so, as we all know, it's Martin Luther King Day. How are you feeling this Martin Luther King Day? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting place because I do feel like of all the Martin Luther King days, like this is probably the one that has or should have been like the most impactful. You know, just everything that's been going on in the world recently and mm-hmm. you know, just the last few weeks, like just a lot has been going on, you know, since this summer um, for a long, well, probably even longer than that. But I feel like uh, MLK Day kind of lost his magic or lost what it's supposed to be about. 
And I think people don't really, they just care about just getting the day off of work and not so much the importance of the day. And, you know, you see the people posting and it was just like quote after quote after quote. Yes. On all social media. And it's like, do y'all, you know, really care about this or are you just reposting something that you think is cute? I mean, I did post a quote today. Oh, see. Yes, I did. But I think that, you know, this is my thing. I think a lot of people post because it seems like the obligatory thing to do or the hot thing to do. Um, remember in the summer, like during the height of like the Black Lives Matter protests when everyone was mm-hmm. those black squares? I thought that shit mm-hmm. was wrong. But it seems like yeah, that. Like, let me post my Martin Luther King quote. But it's just like, it's a, a lot of people, when you see their stories, when you see their posts, um, I get that people can be complex and multifaceted, but it's like, girl, you don't even know what Martin Luther King stood for. You know, everyone, like, you know, posts his I have a dream speech, but no one, mm-hmm. like, realizes that, like, um, he renounced <laughs> that speech <laughs> prior to his death. No one, like, realizes that, like, you know, that that speech was about jobs and economy and people working and have an opportunity. Uh, you know, everyone talks about, you know, protest is the voice of unheard. But then the exact like thing that he said after that sentence was like, you know, riots are pointless and destructive and destructive and looting is dumb and you have to be nonviolent. So, you know, it's just it's kind of interesting because people kind of cherry pick what they want. Right. Kind of suits their agenda and their beliefs and it is kind of trendy. But then people are also just lazy because they just like repost other people's things. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting? I was reading an article, sorry, um, about like how you know, Martin Luther King died, what, 1968 or 68? Yeah, that's what I thought. 1968, he died. And that wasn't that long ago. Like, that was not long ago at all. My mother was born that year, right? Like, her whole age out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, a lot of people will post black and white pictures of Martin Luther King. And there's this whole study about like when you post black and white pictures and it makes people think that it was much further or much longer ago in history than right. it actually was. And there's this whole mm-hmm. thing to post like things the that color. happened in the modern era with pictures mm-hmm. because there was a lot like color photography existed during that. Right. Time. So right. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, Martin Luther King Day does feel very weird this year. Yeah. And so <laughs> the two posts that did stand out to me were Bernie's King. Um, well, one was from Bernie's King, who's the, I believe she's the youngest daughter of MLK. Um, and so she posted, please don't act like everybody loved my father. He was assassinated. Right. And I was like, ooh, true. Yeah. And so, and then there was another one that um, was basically, and it was like a cartoon um, kind of picture, but it was like, uh what did it say oh yeah it said don't just don't just share my quotes if you don't live by my words and that's like okay like that's a good one right because i feel like you said people just feel like it's the obligatory thing to do and it right. just lacks it just loses a lot authenticity it don't it don't, mm-hmm. it don't mean nothing you know there's another one that i saw um it's not so much of a quote. It was more of a meme. And it was Martin Luther King at making his I had a dream speech. And he said, I had a dream. And y'all keep fucking it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like true. that. 
It's like that Boondocks episode where um, MLK, I forget if he, I think he like came back to life or something. And, you know, Boondocks had uh, Regina King. She she did the voice of, what's his name, Huey? Stewie? Somebody, I forget his name. And like some other character. But um, Howie? I don't know. But um, Huey, I think. Okay. But yeah, so in this episode is like Martin Luther King uh, came, came back to life or whatever. And it was like present day. And he was looking at what was going on, like in the world, but specifically in like black culture. And he was like, what the fuck? Right. Y'all do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, there was one post that I found to be very interesting and I, I believe was causing some controversy on the internet. And that was a post on the official Black Lives Matter account. And it was a post of a young black woman uh, twerking <laughs> all over the Capitol. And it's called Twerking on Washington. Uh, Black Lives Matter MLK artist series. And there's this whole like comment about how her twerking for Martin Luther King is about taking back the colonization of Black women's bodies and celebrating traditional uh, African dance. And I just want to say, that's a motherfucking stretch and a half. Like, reach, 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 reach. Are we like, reaching, darling? We are reaching, darling. We are like the stretch man. Ezekiel and the boys. This is a hell of a reach. I just don't, I don't get it. It's just, you know, this is why some people don't take black people seriously. And this is why I be side eye and fucking BLM. And that might sound like a controversial statement, but it's just like, y'all don't be doing that on the Vogue and twerking down at the protests. Like, not for nothing, not that I'm commending actions that were done by the rioters two weeks ago, but the motherfuckers was organized. They had a mission. And they yeah. executed and got it done. We so busy at you know, you go to a fucking BLM protest and we over there voguing, twerking, somebody's doing, um somebody barbecuing, somebody else running a soup kitchen, somebody else um is, is doing some slam poetry, like it's you know, death jam. It's just like, what are we here for? What's the purpose? What are we unified behind? But for like BLM to post this chick twerking on their page as a commemoration to Martin Luther King is a stretch and a half and don't make no goddamn sense. It really makes BLM look foolish and silly. And it's disrespectful. No it's disrespectful as fuck. But you know what? But like, there's a whole swath of people who were like, oh, well, people who don't agree with twerking are just giving into respectability politics. Nah, fuck that. This ain't about respectability politics. And not for nothing, what's wrong with being respectable? Yeah. Like, we've devolved to a point in society where, like, people who choose to conduct themselves with a level of decorum and respect and believe that certain things are appropriate for certain times and places and events is now respectability. Fuck that. I'm sorry. This is Martin Luther King. Why are you twerking all over the Capitol in his name? Did they repurpose that video, though? Because I feel like I've seen her doing this before because she has on, like, these, like, American flag shorts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like she's done that before, so maybe they just... She may have, but it's like a shot version of one of his speeches. It's just like... Oh, not with the speech? Yes, the speech is oh, 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 my God. Yes. yes. No, ma'am. Yes. No, ma'am. Yes. And it's just like, black people, we so frustrating. <sighs> No, it's why you don't get shit done. 
I thought they had just put it over a trap beat or something. No, they chopped oh the screen the Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, and she so she could twerk to it. Jesus at, at the Washington Monument and on the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, so this ain't even a this ain't even a recent video because all of that is locked down. Right, right, right. Right now. Oh my god. Right. It's just I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's it's quite sometimes, you know, I look at the left and I look at the right. And I always thought myself to be a pretty liberal person, especially socially. But I just I be looking at the world like People are motherfucking crazy, and it, it causes me to like question myself. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I'm no. Oh, okay. You don't question because I'd be like, wait, am I crazy? Mm-mm. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> these t- <sighs> has it always been like this, or is it getting increasingly worse? Like, I think that society and the world is getting like increasingly more stupid. Clearly. All right. Well, I mean. Yeah. I'm probably offending a lot of people by the things I'm saying, but it's my opinion, damn it, and I said what I said. It's just, it's, it's a whole lot of tomfoolery out here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, going from high mess to high art, I did take the, a break from the boys this weekend to watch a film. Uh, my boyfriend really didn't care for the film, but I actually really thought it was it was good but again I, i've talked about it before about adjusting your expectations when you watch a play that's been adapted to film and regina king made her directorial debut in the film that streams on amazon called one night in miami it was about february 24th 1964 Wayne malcolm x um jim brown sam cook and muhammad ali uh, Cassius Clay, mm-hmm. like we're all in Miami, and what you know, it's based on true events and what they were doing in this like hotel room and discussions oh. they were having about things at the time. Oh yeah, oh no, it wasn't like that. Oh, like that. I mean, oh. you know, Michael Max was bisexual, but I don't think it was like that at the time. Oh. But the actor who played uh, Muhammad Ali had a fatty. But back <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> that's the topic at hand. <laughs> uh. Uh, it was good. I thought it was really, you know, interesting. I just, um, it was an interesting choice, I think, for Regina King to do as her first film because it centered all men. It was like this historical thing, but it was really limited. And uh, I think that plays just have a lot of dialogue and limited scenery. But I thought it was a pretty right. good movie. I would implore people to watch it. But I feel like, you know, some of the commentary I've been seeing online is that people just don't get it, and that's like. This, the commentary was very similar to that of that play that um, <sighs> Kerry Washington did, American Son, and everyone hated no, it, it, not really like it's a play on film. And you know, and it's not a Tyler Perry play on film. It's like a real play on film. You know, it's like... <laughs> not, the, not the Chitlin Circuit. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, you know, real shit, not Tyler Perry shit. Because people be like, well, I've seen the Tyler Perry... No, what Tyler Perry does is a little different. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call it, but it's different. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I didn't see it. I did hear a lot of good reviews from the people in my circle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they well, I fuck you up bougier circles than I <laughs> yeah, clearly. I mean you are from Jersey, but Stop. Uh, <laughs> it has Aldous Hodge who was in Underground and mm, that is a piece of 
chocolate right there. Who did he play? Huh? Who did he play? Oh, in Underground? No, no. In, oh, in the, oh, you didn't see the movie. My, his name's I didn't see it. Aldous oh. Hodge. Oh, yes. He played Jim Brown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then it has Leslie Odom Jr., who was in... Uh, Hamilton, duh. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I just realized that was him. He played Sam. Oh, oh my god, I just realized that was him. <gasps> wow. 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 Okay, okay. Who else was in it? Um, I don't know any of these other names. So The one who played uh, Malcolm X was cute. He was a little skinny thing. What was his name? Oh, Kingsley Ben Adir. Where are you from? Yes. Exotic. He's British. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. He's giving me like a little. Oh, I've seen him on a show before. I think I've had a crush on him on a previous show. What show did he play on? He was on the OA in Netflix. Yes. Yes. That's what I know him from. He's a cute. Oh, okay. Let me stop. Let me stop. Yeah, I'll take one of him and then the, uh, <laughs> and, then the and then the Duke of uh, uh, Hastings. Thank you. But they both in the same tribe. And then the other yeah, <laughs> they do look very similar. Right. Oh wow! And then the other one played Muhammad Ali, and it was it was pretty good. It really just talked about like the complexities of like life, the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. you know, the nation of Islam. Black right. people fighting for their rights and how they go about it. I thought it was a really mm-hmm. well done film. So good job, Regina King. You've come a long way. <laughs> Brenda from two two seven. She turned fifty the other day. Hmm. Yeah. So there were a lot of birthdays this week. It was uh, Regina King turned fifty. Mary J. Michelle Blige Lowe. turned oh. fifty, which I thought Mary was older than fifty. Well, you know, Mary has lived a life. So. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I mean, what's the four one one girl? I thought that was a long time ago. But she has lived. Michelle Obama had a birthday recently. She turned 57. Um, and then Betty White turned 99. Yes. Yeah. A lot of birthdays. Okay, yeah. Capricorn season showing up and showing um, out. Yeah, but that... I don't know. I'll check it out. You said it's on Amazon or... It's on Amazon. So okay. Amazon, some pretty good stuff, yeah. Um, I do want to watch that movie. It's called... Uh, that's Sophie's choice. Sylvie's love. But I don't really like Tessa Thompson. Her face be looking oh. like she's always tired to me. She always looks drowsy. You know, she always looks like she's just like had like a swig of Benadryl. She does. She looks like she puts me in the same mind as like Jordan Woods for some reason. Oh, uh, don't her boo got like or <laughs> he does. Like Jordan Woods or um What's the other one? I forgot. I just lost it. But mm. oh, Angela um, Simmons. Right. Don't they all kind of look alike? They do. They all have that yeah. like, like that drowsy look about them. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they put me to sleep. And speaking of something that put me to sleep, Insecure, which is uh, <laughs> Issa Rae's show. Mm-hmm. On HBO announced that season five will be the final season of the series, which I think they're currently about to film. Or okay. she posted like they're in the writers' room or something. But 
How do you feel about that? I couldn't care less. Um, (laughs) You know, I think that the first season of Insecure came out, what, five years ago? Didn't it take like a two-year break? So Mm -hmm. maybe it was five years ago. So I think I was like 27, 28. So I was at a just very different point in my life. Um, And I, I was excited by that show because it felt very relevant. It felt like the characters were my age. It felt like they were going through the things I were going through. And I hadn't seen anything like that on television at the time. Um, the first season was phenomenal because it was just new. It was new, yeah. The novelty of it was cool. The second season, I liked a lot. Um, but then seasons three and four, just really the storyline dropped off for me. The character development dropped off. The only thing, I, the thing I like best about Insecure is the soundtrack. I listen to find like five <laughs> songs I like, and I don't really listen for the characters, um, or watch for the characters rather. I just watch to listen to the music. But this this past season, season four, was just really, it didn't get me, and I'm not invested in the characters, and I really don't care. I probably won't even watch season five. You will lie. You will watch it. I think some of this, I echo some of the same sentiments. Like, it did start off really well because, you know, it was new. They probably spent, you know, a number of months, you know, doing like the, just setting everything up. And then when it dropped, right. it, was just, it just got, you know, all of this acclaim because it was mm-hmm. good. And, you know, people like to see the success story of Issa Rae, who came from doing Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. YouTube and then you know oh shit this bitch got a HBO deal like oh shit let me check it out and because you know it started off as one of those just like under the radar like I'm gonna post these like you know drama school project kind of videos and they kind of really took off um mm-hmm. but then yeah like it just started falling off to me and I think this past season it kind of fell into the same trap, like the <laughs> it's a bad analogy, but like the Real Housewives of Potomac season, where they have this one thing and they kind of build up to it, and then it happens, and it's like, okay, well, and they spend the rest of the time like figuring it out, but it didn't work right in the same way that it works for like reality TV. Yeah, <laughs> these are like, and so season four, it just felt like they spent a lot of ex- excess time and they had extra episodes um, on season four, but they spent one episode with her driving around in that car with that old man. Mm-hmm. And then they spent another episode. Yeah. Which is really, and they spent another oh, episode. Molly in Mexico with the racist family. Yeah. And I was like, girl, like that's what you did with the extra time. But girl, I guess you still got paid. Yeah. But to me, it kind of feels like, the writers or the producers or whoever are kind of over it and lost interest in that sense of like excitement and eagerness and zealousness that they might have had with seasons one and two have just kind of dissipated and they're focused on other projects or they are just it feels as though the focus is not there or the energy is not there that it was initially like you know like Mm -hmm. Alicia Keys like you know her first two albums were really really good the rest of her albums were garbage same for like John Legend. His first two albums were really, really good. Like, and then the rest of the albums are just trash. You know, I feel like you know people have this eagerness when they feel like they have something to prove. The the work product is really good, and then she just mm-hmm. kind of gets like they're trying to like 
repeat the success or maintain the success or be so or be more commercial and they kind of lost their edge and it feels very much that way with insecure yeah like the one thing i did like was how the episode titles had like a theme mm-hmm. so like the first season was like as fuck so it was like a word and then as fuck so it was like right. insecure as fuck and right. then one was like hella. the last season was like yeah one season was hella and then season two or three was like was something else it was like it was like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then season four was um low-key right right yeah 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 but see you remember more about you remember that more than the show yeah but i, I just, you know you always want to root for you know our people and you know she did some good things with even you know just getting this hbo deal but i mm-hmm. uh, something something just didn't last you know, she, she's been able to put a lot of people on and people are making other mm-hmm. projects so good for her she can go on and do other things and that that hopefully you know she'll grow but yeah because like molly got a comedy special and i heard she might be getting like her Ivan og orgy um i heard she might be watch getting... it it's not funny of course i didn't watch it you know okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> i don't be watching nothing but not um huh she's not particularly funny to me well aside from nigerian so maybe the nigerian just, yeah I, I was gonna say she's like wendy osefo from real housewives of potomac it's like okay girl you're nigerian we get it right but what else and yeah. i know that's gonna sound bad but no but you're absolutely right it's yeah. like you, you, you're you're super niche like you know most people like start niche and go broad it seems like she kind of started broad and went niche yeah <laughs> but, i mean and she's on that with she has a podcast or something with oh, lovey yeah but i mean tense for y'all y'all get paid yeah, but I just I'm glad that it's wrapping up because you know you kind of do still want to go out on some kind of high you know it's still it hasn't completely fallen off like Game of Thrones season 7 mm-hmm. but they didn't come back at season 8 either so I have very low um, expectations for season 5 of Insecure because HBO they kind of a lot of their series, they start off really, really strong, and then they just fall off towards the end. It's like, ugh. they just, like, phone it in for the rest of the time. Well, not Sex in the City, darling. Did we talk about Sex in the City last week? It was just a quick mention last week. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But, um, I don't know, season, what was it? It was the season when Carrie was pregnant in real life. I feel like that was the season where it was like, girl... We just, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that was well, season five in, in Sex and the City was like half done season because that season was when 9 11 happened as well. Oh, so, okay. Cherry was okay. pregnant and 9 11 happened, so they had to cut production short. So there was mm-hmm. less episodes and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It came back and was like after 9 11. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to say more about that because that kind of goes into my I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But we did. We kind of just mentioned it last week. But uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna break it down. <laughs> oh, you are in the in the. I said what I said. 
Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay. We'll save it for that. We'll save it for that. Yeah. We'll save it for that. Okay. But you know, going from Insecure, uh, which is something I won't watch, to something that I will watch is the inauguration. Yes. Um, I'm super excited for the inauguration. You know, I am planning to um, view it with my grandparents. Um, Virtually. You know, well, I was going to go over oh. there. Uh-oh. Uh, but you know, I need to stop acting like I'm fully vaccinated. I did get the vaccine, but I haven't gotten my second dose yet. But, you know, it's going to be social distance, but they need a little bit of help because they're older. And I told you, like, you know, my grandfather's hurt or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm excited to watch the inauguration because I'm super excited for Kamala. Mm-hmm. And um, they announced that Sonia, or well, Justice, Supreme Court Justice Sonia yes. Sotomayor will mm-hmm. be wearing her in. So that's just going to mm-hmm. be dope on dope. And um, I'm just really excited for it. It does kind of break my heart that, like, these terrorists and rioters ruin the experience. But the experience was always going to ruin because it wasn't going to be all the pomp and circumstance due to COVID anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, due to all these security breaches, I believe there was even one today because there was, like, a fire in one of the homeless encampments. So they had to, like, clear the yeah. Congress. Yeah, shut it down. But... I feel like kind of sad for Joe because it's like he's not really getting all the fanfare that goes with being president. Like there will be no balls. There will be no. Hold up, ain't no balls. It ain't no ball, no. Oh no, man. Like, Y'all better get DJ Nice to do a virtual one. I, I think there's like a virtual ball and a virtual parade. <laughs> no, they are doing the parade because oh, the they won't uh, have like marching there. Like it's just huh? gonna be, it's just they're not gonna have people on the side of the street. It's just a, like the people in the parade. They did the same thing for the Thanksgiving parade. I'm fine with that. So, uh huh. It's like the um. So the, the Macy's parade, they basically had the flow. They really only went like one block, and they came up in front of the Macy's, and mm-hmm. the, you know they had like the performances there. But you could tell there was like no one in the crowd or anything. And I'm fine with that. I mean, you still get a TV moment. That's it's true. not quite, I mean, you don't get the crowds and the applause, but I mean, Joe wasn't even campaigning like that, so. That's true. He doesn't feed off of that. He'll be fine. So he will be fine. You know, it's just, I'm really excited for Kamala, because I feel like this is her moment, and, you know, I was always a Kamala stand. I did want her to be top of the ticket, but, you know, we said she would be vice president, but I am, I'm also interested to see the performances, because the last inauguration that I remember, like, Given a damn about was Obama's. I actually, yeah. actually went to the inauguration with my good girlfriend from college. I saw Oprah in her uh, famous wig. I saw that famous hat that Aretha Franklin wore. Uh, Beyonce sang. It, <laughs> sang. it was a thing. Like I, it was really a thing at Obama's inauguration. But I am excited. Oh my god! My, oh, was that the one Beyonce did not technically sing? live correct correct well she's saying mm-hmm. like yeah she was a pre-recorded track mm-hmm. right but this year they have lady gaga singing the national anthem oh no man um i'm more excited about what she's gonna wear than what she's gonna uh <laughs> sing i mean it's a national anthem so we know what we're gonna get but i'm hoping she serves like a real like jackie onassis pillbox <laughs> hat no you know she's gonna turn over She's gonna try. She's gonna show up in something. It's like, girl, mm-hmm. you're not here for that. She's gonna have like the little small sunglasses. It's just gonna be very gaga, you know, because she hasn't had no relevance for the past like three years. And you know, her mm-hmm. her, her reign on me was kind of overshadowed by the by the corona. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm excited for her. But then also, um, Jennifer Lopez is allegedly performing. I don't know what. I, mean, what? I, I mean, I don't think waiting for tonight is appropriate not. <laughs> for for this event. And I don't know what else she's going to perform because it's not like you know it's going to be an inaugural salsa or something. She can't really sing, so I don't know what purpose she will serve. But good for her. I guess. I mean, you gotta thank the yeah. Latinas. You gotta thank the Latinas. Uh, they could have got Selena Gomez. She got right. a Spanish album coming out. Right, or Demi Lovato. Um, uh, no. No? D- uh, no. <laughs> she got too much going on. And she would be anybody's therapy. What about the Havana Na 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 girl? They could have got her. Uh, what's her name? Oh, with, um, that's Shawn Mendes' girlfriend, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, no way. I just need to go back to them credit card commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you know, J-Lo, J-Lo's out here trying to get a coin. I just, I don't, I don't know. Mm. I, th- I think it'll be a good inauguration. I'm excited to watch. You'll definitely I'm, be playing on all day Wednesday. Yeah. I'm sad that not, there's not going to be any balls. I think yeah. there, are you sure? I do believe that there's going to be one ball, but it's like very, very, very limited. Like, They're going to do something. Yeah. In attendance. They'll do something. Because you, at the, very least, at the very least, you're going to get the moment where they come out on the stage and play some kind of song. And Joe is going to dance with Jill. And then Doug and Kamala are going to have a, one dance. That's all you need. Nasty gown. I hope, and this is what my thing. I have never seen Kamala in a gown. Me either. Like there was that one picture from something, but it wasn't like a gown gown. It was like a, a cocktail, cocktail dress. dress. Yeah. Like, or oh, the picture you with know, her, her ex, Montel Jordan. I was going to say, you know, she was <laughs> a big Montel. <laughs> Oh wait, Montel, the, uh, not Montel Jordan, the singer. Montel, the uh, talk show host. Uh, Montel Williams. Montel Williams. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen her kind, like kind of dressed up. I just need her not to come out in a in a suit. Like you're going to be in a suit. She's gonna have. She's gonna give you very much like skirt. With like, uh, uh, not that mother white, mother of a bride. It's gonna David's it's gonna bride. It's gonna have a blazer top with the long. No man, I already no know. It. I already have know. Sequins on the bus to get jazzy. No <laughs> man. <laughs> That's exactly what she's wearing. Uh, uh-uh. do not. <laughs> no man, she can't do that. I, I hope she doesn't do that. Um, she's gonna have a blazer on that dress. <laughs> I really hope not. I need to like get have her a nasty gown on. The hair gonna be laid and pearls gonna be popping, but something other than a full blown a blazer, not even a bolero, (laughs) a full blown blazer, not even a wrap or something. No, girl, a cape (laughs) moment or something. It was a cape, at least. Right. We shall see. We shall see. I'm excited. I read that. well, I'm hoping that she might wear like a sari. Give me a little nasty, like. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, for her Indian heritage. That would be cute because saris are beautiful and they are beaded for the gods. That's true. You know, maybe she could borrow Priyanka's from Drag Race Canada. Oh. It's like, oh. Oh, <laughs> Priyanka. Oh, you're not Priyanka. 
yeah. We'll see. We'll probably do a, a recap next week as well. Yes. See what actually happens. We will, well, of course, most definitely. How do you feel about that orange thing, like not participating and like? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But the thing is, and this is, you know, they, you know, he's off of social media. He's off of, you know, basically out of sight for mm-hmm. the past week or so. But part of me is like, ooh, I don't know. That's dangerous. Why? Because at least if he had his Twitter, you can kind of, you know, know what he's thinking. Or like what he might be trying to plan to do or like what he's up to. But now it's like, girl, I don't, what if you just <laughs> show up or like do something crazy? It's like if you block your ex from your, from, you block their number right. and you have no like contact with them. Right. Like you have, like, have no clue what out the bushes because you can't yeah. read really the temperature. Yeah. It's like you, you can't read, you can't read it. You don't know what's going to happen classic narcissist and I think that he gets so much of his energy and motivation from crowd and from his fans and followers and you know his fellow racists that that's what fuels him and because he doesn't have that he's just gonna mm-hmm. like not do anything you know mm-hmm. so I think that's how he that's how he kind of operates that's his yeah. whole MO they said they're gonna have some kind of like ceremony with the military like early on Wednesday morning, and then he's just gonna dip out and go to Florida. Goodbye, girl, and don't come back. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you here. You know, you can send Melania back to where she come from. Ooh, she just put out like a farewell message. I didn't watch it though. Girl, bye. Yeah. But she would be to go to tea with um Jill. Right. Thank ass. Well, wow. anyway, I'm done with them. Thank yeah. God, good riddance. The last few days of this orange person. I feel like, you know, I'm hopeful for the future. You know, there's still dark days ahead, but we can see some light at the end of this terrible tunnel. All right. All right, child, let's hop into the... I said what I said for the week. Um, We really didn't talk about it last week, and I alluded to the fact that I'd be discussing sex in the city and I said what I said. But anyone who knows me knows that I am a sex in the city fanatic. I have seen this series probably like the entire series, all six seasons, uh, probably 20 plus times. Uh, that's a lot of viewing. I can like state, I can just like, read, I can give the lines of multiple episodes. I've seen each of the movies multiple times and I am excited and I will be watching an Addicts of Catalog third um, or the limited series that's going to be premiere on HBO Max. Um, if you don't and know. Just like that. And just like that, <laughs> you know, at this juncture, you know, where we left off with the second movie, All the Women to Abu Dhabi, which, you know, a lot of the fans have not really come to stake because the fifth character of the show was kind of New York City. And taking the women out of New York and putting them in Abu Dhabi was like a vacation from our girls. We didn't get to see them, you know, operating in their normal way, in their normal lives. It was like fantasy on top of fantasy. So I think it left a lot of the fans wanting more. And they're finally getting it. But Kim Cattrall, a great Canadian actress, <laughs> was... She a star on the Walk of Fame. In Toronto, right? Yeah. yeah. I took a picture with that. <laughs> but, um, you know, everyone knows her character, Samantha, is great. Like, 
she's a highly sexual character, but all the characters now are going to be in their 50s. And everyone who knows that Samantha's character is about 10 years older than the other girls. So that woman, Samantha, would be in her 60s. And, so, and Kim Cattrall really talked about how, you know, she loved the show, she loved filming it, uh, but she was never friends with the women. She doesn't really care, and she must just leave that back there. She doesn't want to, to, to revisit that, despite the fact that they're each making, like, what? Is it two million per episode, I think? Or one to two? They're making like one to two million per episode. So Mm -hmm. Kim Cattrall, she just doesn't even want the money. Um, I don't know what her bank account looks like, but girl. (laughs) She doesn't want to be a part of it. And there's been a lot of talk on the internet amongst Sex and the City fans that they want to fill Samantha's spot. Now, I wholly disagree with this. Like, wholeheartedly. I could not disagree more. They want to drop in Sharon Stone. Nah, fuck Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. I love Sharon Stone. She will never be Samantha. It's just really disrespectful. Y'all can kill Samantha off. Y'all can say Samantha was in L.A., went back to L.A., make up a story, but no one will ever be Samantha Jones. No, she has to die. Home. She has to die. Right. And just but like that, another, Samantha's just dead. Just like that. Exactly. Uh, open at the funeral. You know, like... <laughs> And her storyline. But then people are saying, well, they love the dynamic of having the four girls. I think that works too. You know, it worked for Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child went from four to four to three. It'll work for Sex in the City. We'll be just fine. Um, but a lot of the people are saying they want to put in a black or Latina character because there was a lot of criticism that the show was in New York and that there was no black people. And to that, I say, fuck no. Sex in the City is about me living my wealthy white woman fantasy. And I do not want a black woman fucking it up. Not oh. a black woman. <laughs> what? I'm not, but it's, it also feels forced. And I feel like, not to say that like a black woman can't be friends with three wealthy white women, but these white women go back over 20 years. And we all know as you get older, you just don't make new friends like that. Like the, the friend group becomes smaller and smaller as we age. It gets more insular and more tight. I feel like it would just look very forced and very heavy-handed to just interject this black woman for having a black woman's sake if she would not be integral to the story and not share that same sense of connection and friendship and history as these three women. They put Garcelle Beauvais on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right, but that has an interchanging past all the time. You know, it's not a story about these three women who have all this history, who are now raising Right, I think there's only one original, Kyle. You know, like, exactly. Like, Brandy Glanville been in and out. Some, yeah. you know, Taylor. So many people have been in and out of that show. That's okay. Yeah. But this is, like, people are really married to the characters. And to me, it would just feel very forced. And I'm just like, it's not, a, like, don't try to do the forced diversity, because I see it a lot in shows. And sometimes it's kind of annoying, because it doesn't seem authentic or real to me. Like, you know, and not that black stories and white stories can't co-mingle yeah. or intermingle, but to me, to try to make, like, Sex in the City, a black woman's story right now is just not what the people are here for. We want to see Carrie and Charlotte and Miranda traipsing through New York in high-end fashions, being wealthy, doing what they do, and complaining about their first world rich white woman problems. That is the fantasy. That is the allure. Uh, and I just think that to put a black or brown woman, to even add a Ford character, I wholly disagree with. But then I wholly disagree with adding a woman, a character of color, just for adding the character of color's sake. I think that there could be more. Um, can't you be a friend of? 
Sure. <laughs> but you know, like, I mean, are they going to reprise Jennifer Hudson's role? Like, because no. then, then like, people are going to be complaining, well, oh, well, now she's just the sidekick. Now she's just like the, the she's the assistant. Like, mm-hmm. It's always in well, it's always going to be a complaint. They want the fourth character to be a black person that's just as significant as Carrie, but we don't have that history. We don't have six seasons of two movies with this new character. It's just not going to feel right, and I totally disagree. And I think they just need to leave it with the three women and rock out. Just, you know, have more black people in the background, maybe like, you know, but I mean, to, but to have a black person in the in the forefront, well, just I don't see how it would work with the show. Maybe I'm not innovative. Maybe I'm not progressive. Kill me if you want. I don't know, but it's just I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. You think that there? You think it could work for the fantasy? If it's, if it's done right, I mean, it, uh, you. I think the way you're explaining it is a bit uh, problematic, but you're gonna say that word, uh-huh. but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Uh, I think as a loyalist and um, enthusiast of this show, I can see your point, but <laughs> well, I'm curious. Okay, but I mean, even Samantha said that they should, or Kim Cattrall said that they should <laughs> really consider casting more diversity. And if they want to um, include Samantha, then they need to recast the role and have a woman of color in it. I don't think they'll recast it. I really think that they will just kill her off because you can't spend the entire season retconning. Oh, have you talked to Samantha? Oh, no, girl, you know she in Africa. Oh, no, girl, you know she in LA and, you know, they got them COVID restrictions. Like, I don't think they can spend, is it what, six episodes? However long explaining away the absence of Samantha without her, like, just not being there anymore. Um, but I think you run into a problem if you, yeah, you do run into a problem if you try to recast it or, um, like you said, force these relationships that, but I mean, you can't tell me that none of these women only run into other wealthy white women or they only talk to each other in their friend group. Like, there's ways to do it and make it not seem forced and i think that is the challenge that the people will have in writing so darren star sarah jessica parker i think that will be the challenge and like how do how does it how do we make it feel less forced I, I, I i can't see a way that they could maybe i'm just not that creative or thoughtful but we'll yeah. see it's just to me, the, the, the show focuses so much on these four women and their friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know anything about these women's mothers or sisters or siblings. All we know is that Miranda's mom died. God. Like, right. Like, it's so heavily focused on their friendship. Like, mm-hmm. and, their, and their lovers. Mm-hmm. And then their children. And that's it. You know? Is Blair Underwood going to come back? I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's diversity. Jules and Mimi. Right, but then you know then then the people are gonna have something to say about that. Because you know the people out here complaining about Bridgerton and the fact that it's an interracial relationship and they want to see more depictions of black love. And that's great. I do too, but it's just like except Bridgerton for what it is. I am in an interracial relationship. But I'm just saying, like there's people 
I feel like we live in a world where people are just, and I guess I'm one of them, but they just find something to complain about all the time. You do. Do I? I'm not complaining. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it needs not, just leave it alone. Uh, uh, um, okay. I mean, people are going to watch it. They're going to watch regardless. it. I'm going to watch it regardless. And, you know, as much as, you know, people always want to complain and have shit to say before they even see a finished product. So they only did like a few Instagram <laughs> stories and posts right. and a couple of interviews. I'm like, girl, this ain't coming out for a long time. And in the meantime, in between time, they can probably get it together. They can. They we can. don't know. We got to wait and see. We shall see. All right. What's your I said what I said, child? Um, my I said what I said for this week is um, kind of in relation to everything that's been going on in the world recently. And I feel like this has been mine or something similar like this has been mine. My, I said what I said before, but basically on social media and predominantly, you know, in the past, definitely like with the, the riots and the insert, insurrection on the Capitol and, the, and everything that's going on, um, I need for people to just stop with the posts and the tweets and everything. Like, don't start your tweet with breaking or scoop, or just in, or new, and you're trying to, and you repost some article from CNN or something, or (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like if you have no affiliation with CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, hell, or even (laughs) right, or even Fox News or something, like you don't have no media credentials (laughs) at all. Like, girl, stop I mean, trying to get. You wouldn't know what press passes you saw one. Okay, like, stop trying to make it seem like you have any kind of insight or credibility. You are not a journalist, so just stop. And it's been going on for way too long, and it's just been annoying me <laughs> most recently since last week. But mm-hmm. y'all just gotta stop because. Everything is not a scoop. Every, especially if you're not scooping it, you're just no, copying you and pasting it. Oh, well. <laughs> Hot topic. <laughs> oh my god! Did you hear about the exclusive her brother dropped? Oh, did you see about how she responded to her brother? <laughs> now, see, I hate to see this because their mother just just passed away, and they throw in shade and dropping exclusives on each other. And I'm like, ooh, she y'all want to want to see that. She, she rolled over her grave. She said to her brother on national television, don't come for me because I got receipts to fill this studio and go down the block and around the corner. But then alluded, she's like, she's like, her brother's name is Tommy. She's like, don't you like this t- dress, Tommy? I bet you love this dress, Tommy. But the way she said it totally alludes to the fact that he's maybe a cross-dresser. Oh, what's the problem with that? Nothing's a problem with that. Oh, I mean, RuPaul's, Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Races has, you know, the best ratings it's had in a long, long time. But Wendy was, Wendy's being very messy. Well, the, the punk will do that to you. But back to your I said what I said. <laughs> and grief brings out the worst in people. It like, do. Weddings and funerals bring out the worst in people. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's why I said what I said. Just 
if you don't have the credentials, then stop trying to break the stories. You're not Abby Phillips. You are not Don Lemon. You are not Barbara Walters or Dan Rather. So stop. And I said what I said. Yes. Now it's time for our last favorite segment of the show. It is ten, ten, tens across the board. Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Okay. My tens this week goes to poet Amanda Gorman. She is 22 years old. She's a Los Angeles native. Okay. What? Okay. And she is going to be giving, uh, reading a poem, rather, at President... At, at President Joe Biden's inauguration on Wednesday. Um, she is 22 years old. At the age of 16, she became the uh, Poet Laureate of Los Angeles. And she became the first National Youth Laureate Poet in 2017. Um, she attended Harvard University. And, oh. uh, Go ahead, bitch. And yes, and her poets, uh, her poets, her poems deal with. Uh, she's an activist. She also has a twin sister, by the way. And her poems deal with um, themes of race, gender, sexuality, socioeconomic status, um, just lots of African diaspora, uh, uh, politics and issues growing up in the United States that she's experienced as a youth. Um, it's really interesting because I was just reading some information about her and watching some of her poems. Mm-hmm. Really gifted poet, which, like, to me says a lot. I mean, I'm not a poet by any means, but I feel like a lot of people be out here being poets, and like 99% of them are just trash, but she's really actually very, very gifted, and um, you know, she went to like a really prestigious school from grades 12 to, uh, from kindergarten to 12th grade, and um, she's like worked with Alala Yousafzai, she's done a lot of really great work for a young black woman, um, she's founded a nonprofit called One Pen, One Page, where she helps youth through doing writing programs. And she did all this, um, you know, growing up as a young person with a speech impediment and not being able to really express herself. So she's kind of turned to the written word and used mm-hmm. her voice in that very mm-hmm. powerful way. So I think it's really, really exciting to see someone so young with so much promise um, given this honor. It's a major, major honor to give up to read the poem that kind of sets the tone and foundation and kind of lays the journey that this that of hope that we have for the installation of a new president in the united states to do so at 22 years old like goddamn girl at 22 years old i was like trying to graduate college sitting for my exit interview learning what like interest was and trying and to throw it up in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> throwing up in the bathroom trying to get a job at enterprise rent a car uh, you know like girl for you <laughs> amanda yes Okay, good intense for you, girl. <laughs> they couldn't get my no Maya dead. I'm sorry. Don't do that to Maya Angelo now. She read. She read at Barack. Yeah. Huh? She like, 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 like Maya Angelo read the poem at Barack Obama's inauguration. Like this yes. little girl. Like, come on, like girl. Maya Angelou just got honored with a Barbie doll. In her honor, yes, it is old nasty doll. It looks very good. It's one of those collector's edition dolls, so if you can't even, don't even take it out the box. 
but she has on like uh you know her signature like head wraps she has a little nasty african print dress oh, and she oh, is oh, it's a young maya angelou See, yeah the, okay oh no not the old one oh, and it looks like her though oh wow yeah it really looks like her and she's holding up you know her book on the water camp. Girl, and she is a reasonable price. She could be yours all for the price of twenty nine ninety nine on Target. But they oh they got them at Target because they were on back order because my my friend was ordering so you can only get two at a time if you order them direct oh. on the on the website. Yeah, here it does on the website. It does say limited stock. <laughs> also, Target does have a bomb. I'm um, like Black History Month display right now. It's really dope. Go check out Target. You know. Ooh, I only do the curves I pick up. Walmart don't care. But that's your chance. <laughs> My bad. In honor of Martin Luther King Day, my tins this week is a bit of an older announcement, but, you know, whatever. It's going to Crayola Crayons. <laughs> they launch their Colors of the World Crayons which is um, a 32, it's a 24 or 32 box of crayons. And they are, you know, wanting to be more inclusive of global skin tones because, you know, back in the day, you only had that pink crayon and a brown or you might, or they had like the flesh colored one. And it was like a tan, a peach. Yeah, it was like a peach. Um, But yeah, you know, they want to be more inclusive um, of cultural diversity. and skin tone. So they have a 24 box set. They also have a 32 box set. Which, so it has like different um, ranges of skin tones. They are um, like dark tones. They call them they call them like golden, almond, rose, um, and they're just you know different variations of of the colors through that extra extra light, medium, light, medium, light, deep, extra deep, and it just you know it's supposed to give you more of a range of like natural. Natural. Okay. Just like foundation. Collections. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Um, they are available on Amazon for two ninety nine. Get it. Yeah. You wow. can get them at Walmart too. But yeah. Tins for Crayola and the Colors of the World collection. Awesome. Colors of the world. Colors of the wind. Okay. That was not right. <laughs> oh, John is mixing. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week of Category Is. We hope you enjoy the show. Make sure that you stay safe where you're going to ask, especially this bit, even if you got that vaccine. <laughs> well, we know you won't, but. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see, you next we'll see y'all week. next week. Bye. <laughs>